It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. This week we're talking about the movie Stardust because I have been bamboozled <laughs> by Arzu and Maggie who told me, oh, Ben Barnes is in this and Ben Barnes is in Shadow and Bones and Netflix, so it's perfect timing. I go ben Barnes is in this. He's in it for like three minutes. Yeah. He's very in important it. though. He's very important. A plot okay. doesn't happen without Ben you Barnes. You know what's funny though? Okay. I swore that Ben Barnes was Tristan in this movie. And I started it. And I started because I, I remember watching this movie in theaters. And this was my first time again watching it after that one. And I was like, wait, wait, he's not Tristan? <laughs> like that was going to be 14 my head. years later. Yeah. Okay, so that is Brie. Hey Brie. Hi. Arzu's over there, tricking Hi. me. And Maggie. Hello. The plotters. The plotters. Wahaha. <laughs> I'm not complaining I saw this movie because it was great, but we try to like, you know, have things make sense. Like we did a Shrek episode because it came out 20 years ago. This came out only 14 years ago, so it's not like an anniversary of any kind. Okay. But, but like, we're ready for the 15th next year. Justify it. I know you guys have justification. Do it. Okay, well, like, Stardust is about somebody who's, like, literally a star and possesses, like, the light of a star. And, like, Shadow and Bone, like, has a character who's, like, basically the essence of the sun. So it kind of makes sense. Also Ben Barnes. Yeah, I mean, Ben Barnes is, like, I love him. right there. I know. I think I was, like, a little disappointed because I thought he was going to be in more of the movie. And then it's, like, here's a baby. And that's all. Let me see a Ben Barnes. I think this happened to me, too, when I went to the theaters. I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch two hours of Ben Barnes. And it, that didn't happen. Because we were all riding that beautiful Prince Caspian thirst ride. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yes. 150%. Yeah, I was thirsty for him. Yeah. yeah oh, I wasn't sure who was who for a second. And I'm like, do I have, like, face blindness? But I conferred with Arzu and Maggie, and they're like... It's just really good casting because Charlie Cox, who plays the actual main character, Tristan, looks so much like Ben Barnes. They could be related. A plus casting. Yeah. It was good casting. I will say, though, Victoria would have been stupid if Tristan was Ben Barnes and turned him down. So maybe that's why they went with Ben Barnes as the dad because they were like, this man could get anyone. (laughs) And she does end up with Henry Cavill, which... Taste. Taste. Okay, but does Henry Cavill actually end up with Shakespeare in the end? You know what? He's open. He's He's open. We love a man who is not repulsed by his own sexuality, okay? True. Okay, Brie. This is very progressive for like (laughs) like 14 years ago, like 2007. Yeah. He like looks downright flattered. He's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, Brie, give us a summary in one minute. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) that's so mean candace a minute no but all right so tristan's dad what's his name oh no this so um dustin travels over the wall uh to a magical lamb called storm storm wall and he meets a girl who is trapped and he has sex with her and out pops a baby (laughs) 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 delivered to him uh, on the other side of the wall. Uh, lo and behold, that little baby is Tristan. Uh, Tristan is in love with an awfully mean girl named Victoria. And he's like, I'm going to catch a star for you that just fell. In the meanwhile, uh, Stormland 
the princes are dying because they keep killing each other because they want to be the king. And it's so funny. <laughs> thereafter, the star as well, because the star uh, picks up a fallen necklace from the sky and that is going to tell who the next king is and everyone's after the star and the stone and there's witches the head honcho is michelle pfeiffer and she's really pretty and really mean and evil and they're on a hunt i uh, minutes very yeah, that's hard a minute. that's, that's a pretty good summary okay that's a pretty good summary because nice. there's so much in this movie it's only two hours but like they covered so much ground and here's the thing, too. They still had character development. They did not lack on that. No, they didn't. No. And it was interesting. Like, apparently the rights were originally given to Merrimack, but then they expired. So Neil Gaiman gave them to his friend, Matthew Vaughn, for free. Oh, what? That's a good deal. And he's like, I trust you, bro. <laughs> good call, ultimately. I know. I so love Neil Gaiman. And, like, he's been really burnt here recently with American Gods. Yeah. But, like, he's been so protective of some of his, like his other things like stardust like um the i'm blanking on the name of it but david Tennant and uh, michael being good awesome omens. good omens good omens yes he's such a good storyteller oh absolutely i love his works and honestly stardust is i forgot how good it was mm-hmm. like it's magical it is charming funny and the casting is top tier in this. It's so good. Oh. I also love that, like, you don't, like, sometimes fantasy shows over-explain things and, or don't explain things at all. And this one's, like, just the right amount of, like, here's the world, this is what's going on, here are the rules within the world, and you just run with it. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's simplified, but yet not dumbed down. Mm-hmm. Just enough that you need to know, and then you can, like, fill in the rest with your imagination. Or it just doesn't matter. Yeah. I definitely filled in, like, the rest with my imagination when I was a kid. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you guys think it didn't do that well in the box office? Most likely probably because of marketing. Yeah, because it didn't really explain what it was. I remember seeing trailers. I think a lot of people probably assumed it was, like, a – and I don't like this – classification but like assumed it was like a girly fantasy film and Mm -hmm. it wasn't like the lord of the rings or whatever which it isn't it's not like that at all it's it's a fairy tale it's a love story it does have some action but you know it's if you're looking for gritty swords and horses and whatever like this probably isn't for you but i don't think people knew what to make of it i think had it been marketed more like a princess bride type thing ours you i was thinking Mm -hmm. the exact same thing as it has a very much so like princess bride feel and the fact that you have it's a storybook vibe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you have a very charming gentleman, you know. I mean, no one can be and Wesley. Some fun romance. But yeah, it's fun. Charlie yeah. Cox is so charming. Yes. He's such a little baby dork. I know. It's so weird seeing him so young because I'm used to seeing him as Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when he was when he was cast as Daredevil, I was like, I don't know if I can see him doing that because like I'm so I when I think Charlie Cox I think Stardust first I had to look him up because I forgot who he was oh no (laughs) don't don't tell that to Maggie don't let Maggie hear that um Maggie you heard nothing I heard nothing (laughs) so actually the studio wanted like a Orlando Bloom or Orlando Bloom type but because Vaughn casted like Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer these big names he was able to get around and cast like a unknown like Charlie Cox at that time. 
I think it works, though. I don't think you would want a known person. Because like I said before, with the whole Ben Barnes being Tristan, Victoria would say yes to him. No matter how poor he was. (laughs) I mean, I would. Okay. I have a theory as to why this didn't do well at the box office. Mm. Beyond the marketing. So I just looked it up. And the week this came out, Rush Hour 3 came out. Hmm. And the week after, Superbad came out. Yeah. So if you're going to see one movie that weekend, it probably wasn't this one. Oh, I went and saw Stardust, so I know where my head was at. That might be why. Probably. It has gotten more popular with time with it being on streaming services. Yeah, because it's so it's so good. I think it's one of those things that once people realized what they'd missed out on, they make sure that nobody else misses out on it now. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Like, you got me to watch it. Wait, was this your you first go. time watching it, Candace? As a whole, I remember seeing pieces of it. It's been on my watch list forever, but you know you have like those epic long watch mm-hmm. lists. And yeah, it's been on there. And Netflix finally can be put it on my watch again list instead. I'm so shocked I didn't get you to watch this. Yeah, this is right up my alley because you know like Princess Bride is like one of my favorite movies yeah. of like all time. I'm I'm shocked and ashamed of myself. So Kudos to that Maggie and our zoo. So thank you. <laughs> we had to we had to bamboozle her into it. I was done a bamboozle. We had to trick her with Ben Barnes. I mean, I know it was like, yeah. ooh, two hours of Ben Barnes. Sign me up. I I shocked myself because I bamboozled my own self, even though I've already seen this. Yeah. Oh, apparently <laughs> Star- <laughs> Stardust was blocked from a release in China because you know they have like a limited amount of foreign films they'll release. Mm-hmm. So I bet that hurt it too. Plus, there's something to do with showing ghosts. Yeah. And, like, oh, my this, gosh. Let's talk about the ghosts. aspect of the supernatural. <laughs> I love oh that God, part. I love them so much. All the, so the princes, like, there's seven sons, right, of the king? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out who's going to be the next heir after Peter O'Toole dies. They have to fight to the death, though, to be king. Like, Peter O'Toole said that he, like, killed all 12 of his brothers. Yeah. To be king. This is like how the family rolls. <laughs> Can I just say that I, I remembered having a weird thing for Septimus, Mark Strong's um thing, and I don't like I rewatched this and I was like, what was wrong with Wait, me? Wait, what? <laughs> it's because Mark Strong. Not shocked. I, I <laughs> not am shocked. a little. It's on brand for Maggie. Well, it's very on brand for me. We found out some stuff about Maggie yesterday during our Falcon and Winter Soldier live stream. Oh, Maggie. Uh, I thought I was bad. Yes. i love the ghost aspect if i was born to that family i think i would i would rather be kidnapped by that that witch woman yeah so because that means you get to have sex with yes absolutely i just like if it was any other person i'd be like wow lady but like at the same time she's the prologue is like there's this princess who's been trapped by a witch she meets ben barnes and she's like Let's have sex in this caravan. Yeah, she basically is like, uh, you may buy this flower for free. It only going to cost you a kiss. And right out of my mouth, I was like, oh, this is sexual harassment. All right. <laughs> and then she was like, come with me. And he's like, oh, where are okay. we going? <laughs> She's like, back in my caravan. I was going? like, oh, all right. This is happening. She was like, you're too pretty to pass up on. Yeah. And I yeah. don't blame shot her. shot her shot. He didn't expect a baby out of it, but, you know. No. What a weird thing. I just love, like, how he's given a basket and, and, like, the wall guard is like, this was left for you. (laughs) His name's Tristan, apparently. (laughs) And he just took it. He's like, all right. Okay. 
cool. I know what I did. How did she get someone to agree to pass off the baby to him? And the, uh, you grab a passerby, like somebody you trust in the market, because she can't go anywhere because she's chained to the caravan. Right. And just passes it to them and goes, please drop this at the wall and say X, Y, Z. Like, I don't think she actually dropped the baby off. I'm surprised no, that the witch. Unless the witch made her do it. That's true. Maybe. Because she said the witch wouldn't let her keep it. Keep it. Right. Yeah. So maybe the witch drove her to the wall and made her. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Oh, wow. So that makes right. Tristan actually a prince. Yes. He's of royal blood. And what did you guys think of instead of using like actual like red blood, they use blue blood for all the princes. Yeah. It was interesting. So it's like royalty is blue. Yeah. Like I guess blue it's bloods. all. Yeah, it's also to get away with, like, getting a higher rating because, like, one yeah, guy is, like, his, th- yeah, his throat is sliced in, like, the bathtub yeah. and, like, the bathtub is covered in blue. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's also, like, such a Neil Gaiman thing to, like, literally be like, and the royals are going to have blue blood because they're blue bloods. Yeah. I I didn't mind it. I forgot about it. So it, was, it took me a moment to be like, okay, uh, this isn't Star's, Star Trek, you know, because Spock has blue blood as well and wow okay nerd moment there um but you know (laughs) no no speak of it speak on it yeah you know what is this let's talk about i would like to (laughs) free what is this podcast called geeky waffles star trek geeky 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 Geeky. waffles i know geeky geeky i'm a geeky waffle guy yeah, no, I liked it. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. And I still love the ghost going, she has a stone. She she has a stone. But they can't hear each other. And it's just so amusing. It kind of reminds me of Haunted Mansion in a oh, way. Oh, totally. I was thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. Maggie. It was very Haunted Mansion-esque. Except not the movie with Eddie Murphy, right? That atrocious. No, the ride. Okay, good. I was like, if anything reminds me of that movie, I'm I'm running out and going, no, I'm dipping from this situation. Oh, no. It was such a bad movie. So what do you guys think of Claire Danes as the star? I love Eva. her. She's wonderful. She's a goat. And not like a literal goat, like like uh, the goat. Not like a literal goat that Michelle Pfeiffer turned into her husband. Yeah. Arthur Weasley. Yeah. Yes. Mark Williams. Yeah. Didn't realize that was him either. And I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer looks amazing. Gosh, in she does. I mean, and she's just having fun being evil. I love it. I I think this mm-hmm. was a part that she was just like, yeah, I can have fun with this, and you can tell she just had fun with yeah. it, living her best life. And Claire Danes is just so ethereal and delightful to watch. Like, I love her in this. Are you guys ready to hear who turned down the part? Wait, Claire Danes wasn't their first offer. No, are you guys ready? Yes. Anne Hathaway. No. Okay. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Ugh, no. Jessica Alba. What? Mm, uh, well, Fantastic Four was a thing then. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, you ready for the last one? Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, come on, Sarah. You would have been great. I do love Sarah. I love Sarah. But Claire. But Claire. But Claire has that like very, very light, very like. I don't know how to explain like ethereal. she's got this like ethereal yeah. yeah and none of them except for Anne is ethereal Ugh. yeah and Anne could have done it but I think Claire could just she? owns this role I don't know she yeah. could Bray. She she's could. really good as the white queen I will bite my tongue on that one <laughs> I've cosplayed as that character because I loved her so much Sarah Michelle Geller turned it down because she wanted to spend more time with Freddie Prince Jr. I mean I don't blame her interesting <laughs> 
worked out in the end. Interesting. Okay. Was that around when they first started? Like they no, were married? no, they were together by then. Like but... were they early? They were married. Yeah, they were married. Like, let me see. Was she already? Maybe she was having a baby by that time. Let me yeah, see. they'd been married for five years at that point. Four years when filming took place, so they probably were having their first kid. So yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, I still can only see Claire Danes as this, and I'm very surprised that she wasn't the number one choice because their fir- their first daughter was born in 2009. So maybe they were trying to have mm. one. Oh yeah. Um, you know, because my go-to movie when I think of Claire Danes is Romeo and Juliet, and she has that quality in this movie where it's just like kind of that wide eye. I mean, she has more like you know, like more of a spine in this movie. Sarah Michelle Geller was also offered that part in Romeo and Juliet that went to Claire Danes. Oh my God. Huh. Really? I would not, I would not see the two of them as competing for the same roles. That's really yeah. interesting. They have very different feels. I don't know how to, what to say. No, it, it's, like, okay, so it's a this feeling. Is, this is something, this is something Nicole uses on Petticoats and Poppies, but Sarah Michelle Geller looks like somebody who's used a microwave. Yeah, yeah, very true. She has a very modern look. Mm-hmm. And Claire Danes looks like somebody who could easily be in a historical piece or fantasy. Yes, she hasn't really used thought. a microwave. True. I would like to see Sarah, though, Sarah Michelle Geller in something like out of the norm. You know, I would I would like to see her because I feel like she could do it. Yeah, I don't know if she's ever done anything that's Mm-mm. not set in no. modern times. I can't think of anything. No, I no, and I really, I don't know. It'd be interesting. She's, Go challenge she's yourself, lent Sarah. her voice to Star Wars. Yeah. If they ever made her character in the live action, I'd like to see her play those characters in live action. I think but. she'd be great in Star Wars. Let's get Sarah in, in live action Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Love her. Put her in a Star Wars. We're going to start the campaign tomorrow. Put Sarah Michelle Gellar in Star Wars. I'm down for it. Yes. Okay. Wow. We This has become the Sarah Michelle Gellar <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Hey, I feel like that needs to be done. <laughs> SMG. So what appealed most to you all with this movie? <laughs> and it can't be Ben Barnes and Charlie Cox. The I mean, fantasy it of it. The fantasy, the romance, the fact that it wasn't, I mean, it is based on a book, but it wasn't based on like some huge fantasy IP. It was just, it stands so well on its own as like this pseudo realistic magical love story and it has a bit of adventure and it's got witches and it's got captain shakespeare who we haven't talked about at all but who i adore and it's got just all of these quirky little elements that are like we were saying like very princess bride mm-hmm. so it's like princess bride for our generation like they yeah. came out that came out in our lifetime i guess because it's not like we don't watch princess bride but but that's what appealed to me about it it's it's like you can step into a different world and share the adventure with them you know it is it's a one of the. You can go over the wall. Yeah, you can. Oh, Maggie, that's good. You can go over the wall and be right there with them. And I, I want to. I love that the unicorn was protecting her this whole time. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was a a really cool element. I don't know. The world just felt like a complete world within its own, and it wasn't like you said. It wasn't like Lord of the Rings. You know, it wasn't. It was lived in. Yeah. Right. It was lived in. It felt real. Yeah, it did. I don't know. It just felt classic. Oh, hey, talk about Captain Shakespeare. Oh, I love that man. <laughs> Played by Robert De Niro. 
Okay, so Captain Shakespeare and his crew are, I want to say lightning thieves, but that's just making me think of Percy Jackson. Right. <laughs> are like storm hunters that apprehend Tristan and Yvain, Claire Danes, while they're stuck on a cloud for comical reasons. And it seems at first that like Captain Shakespeare is this really aggressive, like pirate kind of person. And that's this persona that he's really playing up. But once his crew is sort of out of earshot, he becomes extremely soft and sweet and sensitive. And he's just, he explains to them that this is a persona he puts up so that he can sort of trick people into thinking he's bloodthirsty and he doesn't actually have to be. And then he can kind of just live his life and do what he wants to do. I love that he lied to his crew and was like, yeah, this is my nephew and his friend. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just like, and it just works. Yeah, (laughs) everyone believes him. Yeah, he's like the teddy bear, you know? Just such a, like, a cuddly sweetheart. And I love that moment at the coronation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, explain the moment. Okay, so at the coronation, he looks across at Humphrey and, like, winks at him. And Humphrey looks like, oh, okay, I'm not against this. Humphrey's into it. And, of course, Little Miss Annoying is scandalized. So, in my head canon, yes, in my head canon, Humphrey's like, Victoria's a little too much. Captain Shakespeare, though. Hmm. Oh my god, he leaves Victoria for Captain Shakespeare? Yeah, oh, please tell me there's, like, Wattpad stories about this. There has to be. (laughs) I'm sure it's on, like, fanfiction.net, because that was what we were doing in 2007. Right. (laughs) Oh, and also I have to clarify, because in my panic of giving a one-minute summary, I said Stormwall, it's Stormhold. And I just realized that the magic. Close enough. You know, I was just thinking of the wall that Tristan and Dustin jumped over. There are three Humphrey and Captain Shakespeare (laughs) stories on Archive of Our Own. I was just trying to look for that. I'm so glad you found it. I'm looking on fanfic right now. (laughs) Somewhere in the hubbub after the wedding outside wall, Humphrey was introduced to an older gentleman several seats over. And it is M-rated, and it's only 700 words, so they get busy fast. Damn, okay. Oh. So if you could just drop that link in the group chat real quick. (laughs) I'm down for reading that right now. Oh, Brie does a dramatic reading. Sure. But yeah, no, it's it's very much a world. It's very good at world building, which is what Neil Gaiman is so good at. And it translated well to the screen, which – Sometimes it doesn't happen with these epics. Well, that's the thing. And a lot of epics as well are fantasy. They don't allow for growth of the characters. They don't, you don't get a sense of a full arc within themselves. And I feel like the characters really hold their own. You know, they, they grow, we grow with them. I don't know. You get a sense of who they are, which a lot of times fantasy is just kind of feels flat and it's all about the end journey instead of like the actual journey. Instead of the friends we made along the way. Yes. I just have to say that I feel slightly redeemed in my having a weird thing for Prince Septimus because I I was just searching for something about Humphrey and Shakespeare and like there's a whole blog of people being like, why does this man make me feel things? I'll just give into it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I feel redeemed now. (laughs) We all have shipped weirder things. We all have liked weirder characters. I will not name them now, but we've all been there. I'm sure you can find a podcast of ours that we out ourselves quite a bit <laughs> oh we will we do that next fairly month. consistently yeah next month here's a promo childhood crushes that arzu brie and i outed ourselves as well as many close friends <laughs> <laughs> yes this is it true. wasn't it wasn't 
that bad. All things you know considered. what? Though? It could have been much worse. Maggie Septimus, Prince Septimus is David Walliams, and there is a charm about him. Mark Strong. It's Mark Strong. Wait, who am I thinking of? I'm thinking yeah, about who Mark are you Strong. thinking of? <laughs> Wait, Prince. I'm thinking about Mark Strong with his well, he's actually bald, but with his beautiful black hair and Prince Septimus. I was on Sextist. Never mind. Oh David Walliams. No, 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 no. Oh, Mark, Mark Strong. They have very similar names. They do. I I love their names, all of them being numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because here's the thing. Peter Peter O'Toole didn't care about them. Exactly. So what else would you all like to talk about or say about Stardust? If you haven't Watch seen it. Watch it if you it. haven't. Yeah. Jinx. Okay, I'll owe you a Coke. You owe so many Cokes. Brie, it's fine. I do owe a lot of Cokes. I'm like little Nos with all his sock promises. What? <laughs> L- little Nos. He keeps little saying Nos. like, stream my song and I'll buy you socks. Yeah. Oh, okay. And technically he owes like 6.4 million Hanes socks right now. So basically I'm on his level of owing like a lot of Cokes to you guys. 6.4 million said- Cokes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you said stocks. And I'm like... <laughs> No socks. <laughs> no, no, it's just like, is he like being an investor now or something? No, it's just a lot of empty promises. That's a different wall straight we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gotta sorry. I know Candace over those, doesn't like. Gotta jump oh, over those puns. hedge funds, you know. My bio and my Twitter thing is puns are always intended. This is true. This is true. Yes. Speaking of which, follow me. Candace is a geek. <laughs> Shameless plug, Candace. Yeah, shameless plug. We're plugging everything. It's seriously a magical film. And I mean, Ricky Gervais is in it. Mm. Oh, is he? Are we? Is he canceled? Did I miss something? He got canceled, but he wasn't very good in it. He's also just kind of a, a meh human being. Oh. He just, well, he was very one note. Is like, he just was just playing Ricky Gervais in a movie. I know. He, I don't know. I like him from The Office and stuff. So maybe. Yeah, no, that's fine. I liked Extras when it came out. Oh, yeah. Extras. Really oh, my God. That. I loved Extras. That show still makes me like feel so many things. Yeah. yeah Maggie's, Maggie's lived that life. I did. I she watched knows. that directly after Wonder Woman 1984 wrapped. And I just was like a ball of sorrow. No, I was happy when Michelle Pfeiffer's character made him like stop talking. She did us all a favor. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Okay. Back on Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> if, if she was cast as anyone in this movie, I could possibly see her as Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Or Victoria, actually. I could see her doing that. Yeah. Typical. Like, she's played that part mm-hmm. a lot. Again, I would love to see her in something else that's outside her back. So, so yeah. Sarah Michelle, call us. We have some parts for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. Maggie, can you tell people where to find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. And I have a link tree in my bio so you can find all of my other pursuits because they are many. They are. Okay. And Brie, can you tell people where to find the Waffles app? You can find the Waffles at thegeekywaffle.com and on Twitter, geeky underscore waffle. And also, we have a Patreon. So yes. become members and subscribe to our Patreon where we do late night talks. We're going to get inappropriate, y'all. I'm so ready for it. <laughs> oh, same. I don't think anyone's ready for this jelly. Nobody's ready for dirty waffles after dark. We're going to pour that syrup all over us. Oh, boy. Speaking of Ben Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <let's>. Yes. Just <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Brie, Arzi, and Maggie, for talking about Stardust. We hope you all have a great day and stay geeky. <laughs>